up in the sky. Look, it's captivating. It's energizing. It's Alliance's Heroes. Alliance's is the destination for entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, inventors, leaders, celebrities, and startups. Where our heroes in business align. Now, here's your host flying in, David Kogan, founder of Alliance's. That's right. And I am just again always amazed at the amazing people that we have because you know what it is it's about interviewing people that are making a difference no matter what's going on in the world no matter what's taking place no matter who may be in politics or whatever they're moving forward moving forward and moving forward because that really is is one of the main secrets of it and uh by the way too thank you for the feedback we continue to have when i interviewed the publisher of Forbes magazine and also the uh, co-founder of Travelocity, Kayak, and many others. So make sure that you go to alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com because it is the only place where entrepreneurs align. And I promise you, I got to give you a warning in regards to this next interview because you're going to become very hungry <laughs> and you're going to learn real quick why because we have with us michelle derpetty mm -hmm. not the first not the second but the third owner with gene and georgetti restaurant she could be reached at michelledupettyevents.com and of course we'll have that on our website at alliances.com e-l-i-a-n-c-s.com it is the only place where entrepreneurs align. All right, so Michelle, you're carrying on the tradition here, third yes. owner tradition of Gene and Giorgetti. Mm -hmm. Tell us what, how that story went like. When did it take place that you took over? Uh, it's kind of a work in progress. First, thanks so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy to be here. And as far as answering your question, so the restaurant um, started in 1941. My grandfather was Gene Michelotti of Gene and Giorgetti. He is um, my maternal grandfather, so on my mom's side. He um, was a bartender in Chicago. He was always a front of house guy uh, before 1941, working in the restaurant scene in Chicago. A very dear friend of his, Alfredo Federighi, whose nickname was Giorgetti after an Italian cyclist at that time, because um, Alfredo loved to, uh, he was a cyclist. Uh, they, he was a chef and always in the back of house. And they happened to work at another restaurant together. And the location at Illinois and Franklin, where we are still located at our uh, Chicago location, it's our original, um, came up for sale. And they decided that they wanted to purchase it together and become partners. They had a handshake uh, deal. And so in April, Ish of 1941, they opened Gene and Giorgetti and they ran it together until 1969 when Giorgetti passed away. And at that point, because of that um, handshake agreement, uh, Giorgetti's family um, decided uh, per their conversations when they started the restaurant that Gene would then run it as sole proprietor, which he did until 1989 upon his death. And at that point, my parents purchased it from my grandmother who was um, still alive at the time. My dad up until that point had actually been in radio advertising and had been doing that for 30 years. He didn't want to see it, both he and my mom didn't want to see it leave the family. So like I mentioned, they purchased it in 1989 and have had it ever since. And for me, probably about the last five years, I've really been involved. I'm also a wedding planner 
and I have my own business. They were very uh, encouraging of my always wanting to do my own thing and stretch and grow. I come from a long line of entrepreneurial spirit in my family. So that's kind of what got us to this point now. Why do you think the restaurant itself has become really such an icon in, in Chicago? I mean, everybody knows it. Everybody's heard of it. Many people have gone there and you continue to get repeat business in that. But what makes the magic? I think part of what makes it so special is just the continuity of the brand. Since 1941, so much of what people know about it is still there. The fact that we're in the same location, our building is a wood frame building. It's a part of Chicago history. It's from 1874. It was built with scrap wood from the Chicago fire. Um, so it's a it's as much of a, a part of the history of the city as it is a part of my family. And I think customers can come, you know, generationally now, people have been customers, they bring their children and then their grandchildren, and they find the same experience. And I think that that continuity provides comfort for them. I think that's part of it. I think our service is top notch. Our servers, many of them in our Chicago location, uh, have been with us for 20, 30 years. Wow. I think that makes wow. a huge difference. Wow. And you've had many celebrities go there besides mm -hmm. me and glue. Uh, <laughs> but you've had like Frank Sinatra, yeah. Bob Hope, Lucille Ball, mm -hmm. and 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 tons of others. How do you kind of make sure and manage your staff of like don't run up to them, don't, you know, all, all these things like don't drool over them? Right, right. <laughs> Well, that's a pretty easy response because my grandfather felt very strongly about this. So this was part of the brand value from very early on that when celebrities came in, they needed to be treated as ordinary people because they were just coming with friends or family or whatever the case may be, even for a business dinner. Um, Johnny Depp came in during the conversations um, with Jerry Bruckheimer during parts of the Caribbean and they were having business, you know, business discussions. And my grandfather always believed that anybody who came in, any customer deserved the same experience, which was excellent service and good food and, and privacy. So he instilled that in the, in the messaging very, very early on. And, and we've always respected that. So that's sort of learned, I think, you know, from the onset of beginning a tenure with Gene and Giorgetti, when you're part of the team as an employee, server, host, whatever the case may be, that that's just sort of who we are and we want them to feel comfortable. Well, we're going to learn more about, too, what you're doing about the events, because you know what? You're listening to me, watching me, too, David Kogan, host of the Alliance's Hero Show. So make sure you go to the only place you should be going to, the only place where entrepreneurs align. Right, Michelle? Yes. Alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com, because we have with us Michelle Derpetti. She is with Gene and Giorgetti restaurant and events. And you can reach her at michelleterpettyevents.com. And of course, we'll have it on our website at alliances.com. So Michelle, let's talk about it. You mentioned about planning weddings and everything. Mm -hmm. My God, that's got to be the most stressful job in the world. <laughs> You know, it's it's funny. So for me, growing up in the industry and having this location in Chicago, we have a second restaurant in Rosemont now that also has a venue component. Um, for the last five years, I've been in the planning industry for about 25. It's all very much linked and it's it very much is a natural extension of how I was raised. Um, welcoming people into our restaurant or our home or to a beautiful event is something that I've always been around. So for me, it was very much the, it was like breathing for me to plan events that have layers and that are beautifully produced and that those people who attend them feel the experience and it lasts with them. And the, and the clients that hire me also know they have someone knowledgeable to guide them through that process. So is it stressful occasionally? Yes, but it's also extremely fulfilling too. 
right, tell me one of the unique experiences you had in regards to planning one of the events that you've done because you know there's I can only imagine how many moving parts there are. There's always there's always multiple moving parts to an event, whether you're going into a beautiful hotel where it's kind of a very inclusive experience and guests might be staying there, which certainly adds a little bit of convenience because it's all in one place. There's still production layers, right? Every every wedding and every event is no different than a live event in the sense that there there is timing that needs to happen. There's certain benchmarks that have to be reached in order for the experience to really feel meaningful. One of my favorite experiences um, is related to the destination component of what I do, because I do a fair amount of work in Chicago, but I also travel all over the world for work. And last September, I was in Italy for a wedding and uh, in Umbria in an eighth century abbey. And that was a truly unique experience for the history, uh, obviously. It was absolutely stunning venue. I was able to use um, my uh, my second language, which is Italian, which is a, a huge bonus for me anytime I can do that. But because the property is so old, I mean, eighth century, technology doesn't really function. So normally we're in walkie talkies and we have this timeline and everyone's able to communicate with ease if the walkies don't go the range, you can always rely on a cell phone. None of that worked. So wow. everywhere we went, we were on foot. And um, the interesting thing about that particular venue is the stairs leading from, say, one floor to the next were also built in the eighth century. So they weren't necessarily steps. They were stones and rocks. So I got a really good workout the same day that I was producing a really stunning wedding. So that was one of my favorite. And that happens a lot. Unique venues. We were in Boston once in a public park. So no electricity, no running water. We had to bring it all in. That kind of, and I love those kinds of challenges because to see an event manifest and come to life is a really cool thing. What kind of secrets would you share with children who really are looking to, or maybe growing up in the family and keeping the mm -hmm. legendary spirit alive within a family business? Because it really is such a, a enormous amount of responsibility, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're yeah. expecting, you know, Customers are expecting it, yet things may or may not run exactly as others have, right? Absolutely. So what kind of secrets maybe can you share uh, with children that may be growing up in that now and, and, and or maybe be in that position now? That's such a good question and because it's one I've thought a lot about recently. Um, with everything going on with COVID-19, there's been a need for ingenuity and evolution in order to survive as a restaurant. Any business, any entrepreneur knows this today. That's sort of a requirement. So what I would say is make sure as you are growing up, especially when you, you know, your high school, college, know your family's story, know the history, know the motivation behind why that business was created. When I was younger, I didn't necessarily want to pursue the restaurant. I didn't know that I would become involved. Maybe, maybe not. But I took the time to know those stories and really make sure that I understood why this business was a part of my family. So eventually when this became something five years ago that I was easing my way into, and then about a year ago, you know, with everything, the last eight, whatever, how many, I lose track, however many months we've been dealing with Corona, um, it became a necessity. My father has some health issues. So my husband and I are really on the front line of managing the brand now. That history became so important because as I make decisions to evolve the business, I can also pull on the history of the business to make sure that it's not evolution for the sake of it, but that it's evolution that pays the proper homage to the legacy and allows the legacy to flourish while we grow the business. And I think that's a really important thing that a lot of people 
don't necessarily talk about in family businesses. You know, most people are like, oh, this generation is going to come in. They want to change everything. And sometimes that is necessary. Tough changes need to happen. I've experienced that myself. But knowing the history is so important. My dad always says, in order to know where you're going, you got to know where you're coming from. So that's that would be my word of advice. I love it. I love it. Well, I got to tell you, Michelle, you've taken the helm and you continue to bring the legendary <laughs> spirit to Gene and Giorgetti, your loyal flower followers, and creating magical experiences. You know what? That's what makes a hero, Michelle Durpetti. Make sure that you go to michelleduperttyevents.com. This has been David Kogan with the Alliance's Hero Show.